0: from blackfoot to teton we've got your district six breakdown right here on the east idaho prepcast with lance taylor that's right it's another edition of the east idaho prepcast on idahosports.com brandon baney joined as always by lance taylor lance how are you doing good good doing good Good to hear. The uh East Idaho prep cast on Idahosports.com is brought to you by Pure Adrenaline Motorsports, your source for pulse pounding adrenaline, sports apparel, and accessories that ensure you have what you need to unleash your inner beast. Repping the uh pure adrenaline motorsports hat today, Lance. I like Yeah. That.
1: Yeah, got the hat on. I, I usually always have the hat on, but I usually have my glasses in front of it, you know.
0: So yes. the hat today. Your sunglasses are usually obscuring that great That's looking, right. That's that great a whole new view. line of
1: hats. You can go online to PureAdrenalineMotorsports.com and order one.
0: And uh, you do have some gear available in a couple of retail outlets in East Idaho as well.
1: We we, we do. You can uh, you know you can pick up our snowmobile gear, uh, riding gear at you know Pocatello Power Sports at uh, Golden Spike. Power Sports up in Ashton as well. And plus, our glasses are all good to go stores and Bill's bike and.
0: Yeah, super exciting. And big thanks to Pure Adrenaline Motorsports for making this possible. You can get this podcast a couple of different ways, audio only at Idahosports.com or wherever you download your podcasts, or the video version at the Idahosports.com YouTube channel, as well as our Facebook page. All right, Lance, the first thing I wanted to talk about this week was the state swim meet that took place in Boise at the YMCA last week. We had fun down at the YMCA. Uh the <laughs> i was trying to get you to laugh but i only got did a you smile. Play the
1: song did you play the song
0: i don't have uh, i i think copyright says we can't do that so okay well that's the best i can do <laughs> <laughs> anyways at the Boise ymca we have the state swim meet last week and uh Of note from District 6, the Skyline boys went and competed and took third place in the boys' 4A competition. It was actually pretty close. Bishop Kelly was first with 179. Moscow took second at 162. And Skyline gets third with 121 points. And uh, additionally, Skyline had a couple of uh, individual male swimmers bring home state championships. Uh, Caleb Daniel uh, won the 200-yard individual medley, the IM. And then uh, Gavin Dustin from Skyline was a double winner. He won the 200-yard freestyle and the 500-yard freestyle. His time in the 200-yard freestyle, 1 minute 46.19 seconds, is a new state record as well. So congratulations to Gavin Dustin of Skyline, double winner and a new state record holder for the Skyline swim team.
1: Excellent. Excellent.
0: And uh, talking to um, people from around the state lands, everybody was super excited that state swimming got to be held uh, at a venue this year in person in Boise. Last year, it was a virtual meet where everybody just competed in their own pools and then submitted their times. I know that a lot of the I know a lot of the East Idaho. Oh, go ahead.
1: I was just gonna say that is just crazy to hear that. I mean, could you imagine doing that in like a football or basketball game? <laughs> okay, you no. guys run your play, <laughs> and if yeah, and then they'll run their play. <laughs>
0: it's it's like playing the little tabletop game, the old school. I can't remember with the moving parts for for football, but yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. State state swimming. Yeah. I know a lot of the coaches and swimmers from East Idaho weren't happy about that last year because in East Idaho, it's a higher elevation, which means more resistance when you're in the pool swimming. And so, of course, their times weren't going to be as good as uh, the folks down in the banana belts, the Boise Valley, sure. right? Sure. Lower elevation. Sure. So it was nice that we had an actual meet this year. And there were, uh, across the board, 5A, 4A boys, girls, there were a lot of uh, new state record times established. I really do think having somebody in the lane next to you as a competitor really fueled all of these swimmers this year to perform their best. And we saw that with a number of new state records as well.
1: Well, anytime you're going to be pushed by somebody, uh, you run the the, the chance of really doing your best and stretching out and setting new records. It's pretty hard when no one's pushing you. It becomes almost like a practice, you know, where uh, you're just looking more to get it done than you are to necessarily set or set any kind of record.
0: Yeah. So uh state swimming in the books, which means the only fall sport still going Lance is football. And we got plenty to talk about because I started looking at the brackets, you know, 5A all the way down to 1A, D2. There are a lot of teams left from East Idaho, you know, districts five and six.
1: Yeah, yeah, there are. There's a lot of teams left. And it's, you know, when you start getting this late into the season, too, for example, uh, boys basketball tryouts start today. uh, And, you know, a lot of these players cross over, And so these teams that go late into the playoffs, you know, that causes, you know, some crossover there and, and some of those kids can't really show up to tryouts until you know after state tournament is over of course coaches know you know for the most part who's going to be on their team and who's not but but uh uh As many East Idaho teams as there are, we expect some East Idaho basketball teams to to maybe be a little rough starting at the first of the season.
0: We certainly saw that last year. Sugar Salem comes comes to mind immediately. I I called I called several of their games in December last year, and they were just kind of sluggish at the start. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It takes some time, you know, when you go into your first game and and you've only maybe had like two practices as a team, you know, (laughs) as a full team. That's that's a big difference.
0: For sure. My my broadcast partner a lot of times on idahosports.com is uh, Sean Kane. He is the uh, head tennis coach at Century High School. So I asked him one time, I said, how does that work? Because tennis starts while state basketball is still going. And I know Century typically, at least on the girls' side, is going deep into state. I said, how does that work with practices? And he said, well, there's a rule that says, you know, if you're competing in another sport, that still counts as that one counts of the practices. As your practice, yeah. I, I assume yeah. the same thing happens with football and basketball, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, it does. It's a it, it, it's the same thing. You know, those football practices count as those practices. It it, it seems to me, and, and I'd have to check to see if this is right. It seems to me that you have to have 10 practices in. That, yes. that that is the uh that is the state rule, at least it historically was. Uh and so they do let those cross over. Yeah.
0: Okay. Good to know. So yeah, let's let's dive into it. Let's talk about all of these teams that are still representing East Idaho and Let's start at the top with with the 5A ranks. And uh, again, if you're following along on the video, you're going to see we're going to put the brackets up on the screen. Uh, if you're listening, you can still uh, view these brackets at IdahoSports.com on the homepage. The Rigby Trojans hold serve at home, forty-one to fourteen over Capital, and uh, now Rigby has to travel to Meridian. I know there's a lot of Rigby fans that are upset about that. Unfortunately, that's just the way the five A athletic directors have decided to do things, and they have the team on the top part of the bracket automatically gets to host this year. That is Meridian, so Rigby really traveling for the first time this year.
1: Yeah, yeah, they are. They they get up to play a Meridian team that. That is uh, different than their record shows, you know, and and they had some injuries, some significant injuries during the middle of the season. Some key players back now speaking, this is speaking of Meridian and the shellacking that they laid on Mountain View last week uh, was a real wake up call and a shocker for everybody else in the state. Of course, if you remember um, uh, our, on last week's show, uh, you know, I told or I, I mentioned I, I felt Meridian was kind of the dark horse in this tournament or in this playoff and that was going to be a team to to be reckoned with
0: yeah uh so meridian is a team that's on fire right now getting to play at home rigby we talked about this is really their first time traveling to travel you mentioned meridian getting some key guys back well so has rigby right uh they were missing for a for a good stretch of the the end of the regular season logan Fredrickson, a great linebacker zabe fallaby uh Falibai, who's a good corner yeah both of those guys are back but the but the big problem for rigby was now last week in this win over capital taylor freeman their, their star wide receiver went down with an injury i don't know what his status is going to be
1: uh, uh he's out uh, uh he's he's out i got that confirmed uh uh he he is going to be out he um uh, it 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 was a play that I am really surprised there was not an ejection. Uh, uh, He was tackled. It was a stand-up. And so, really, the whistle should have been blown. Um, And uh, as he, uh, you know, was was tied up with the defender, the defender picked him up WWE style and slammed him on the ground. Um, It was completely unnecessary. Uh, Defender stays in the game. Freeman comes out and is out.
0: So uh, the bad news is is that Freeman is a dynamic playmaker, of course. The good news, if there is any, is that Freeman did miss a game this year that I was on the call for. He, he was out with a ankle, high ankle sprain, I think. Um, and, and Rigby won without him. They have other guys that can step up. It's not you know, one guy is going to replace Freeman's production. It's going to be four different guys all That's have to right. elevate their game a little bit, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. and R- Rigby's very deep. They're very, very deep, and Falavai, uh offensively had a huge game last week from the running back position as well, and that helps pick up some of that slack as well uh, when you're able to run the ball like they do.
0: I think here's what people don't realize about Zeke Falavai in the run game. You know, he pretty consistently rushes for over 100 yards he did yeah. last week, but he did it on, like, 10, 11 carries. I mean, he, he is averaging – 10 yards to carry and Rigby hasn't had to have used him like a workhorse running back yet. So, which means he's fresh. And if they need to now, now we're down to two games left. If you need to turn and hand, Zeke by the ball 20 times, then he's going to be fine doing that. I don't think that's what Rigby wants to do, but if it's there, if you need it.
1: Yeah, he is a workhorse and he is powerful. Uh, very, very powerful. It keeps those legs churning. Uh, he's a big back, uh, it's it's going to be a very tough assignment, and you know you you know when you look at Meridian having put up you know 35 points against uh, uh, Mountain View last week, we know they can put points up on the bar board. Well, if something comes down to it, and they start to to score. That game can be slowed down with a eye uh, in the backfield. The Rigby could score that down, or could slow that down if necessary. If the pass game is not working, uh, they can keep that that uh, you know that game a lower scoring game. Uh, just simply on the ground.
0: Yeah, Meridian has some good linebackers. Tristan Martinez kind of headlines that group. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how Rigby's run game does against these good linebackers from Meridian. The the Rigby receiving core, you know, now you've got guys like Nikita Foster, Coleman Lords, Sam Coons, yeah. Condanzi, the tight end. They'll all just have to elevate their game. I I do officially on the record, Lance, the Rigby fans aren't gonna want to hear this, but I have officially picked Meridian to win because of the home field advantage rigby their furthest trip this year has been to holt arena to play skyline yeah. i mean that's that's not very far for rigby now they're having to travel all the way over to meridian and i just i don't know how that's going to look
1: yeah i, I i'm gonna call it a pick em game i really don't know in this uh i think we've got you know i the the, the defining scenario of this game could really be freeman being out Uh, it, it it could. And if, if, if that does end up playing a role, uh, then Meridian picks up this win. Uh, however, I just think Rigby is so deep and their defensive line is so good, uh, as well that I, I think Rigby ends up pulling this out.
0: Yeah. And, and again, uh, for all the Rigby fans that are tuning in, uh, officially I'm picking Meridian. I, it would not shock me in the least if Rigby won, and if Rigby does win, I'll come back and wear it next week. I'll yeah. gladly wear it.
1: <laughs> well, well, and that's the thing. I, I I'm picking Rigby. I believe Rigby wins this mm-hmm. game. However, Meridian's kind of been my dark horse, you know, coming into these playoffs, and and uh, it would not shock me if heck if Meridian stepped up and won the 5A state championship. That wouldn't uh, th- that wouldn't shock me. But really, we got four teams in right now that it wouldn't shock me if any of them stepped up and won the state championship. This is this is a good group.
0: I do. I, I think Rigby is kind of the last titan standing. All the other heavy hitters, Mountain View, Rocky Mountain, Coeur those were the other yeah, teams that got out. the first-round first buys. They're all gone. So That's right. it would not surprise me in the least to see Highland and Rigby. And boy, what a matchup that would be for the 5A title.
1: Yeah, that would be. And that would not uh, take place out in the Boise Valley.
0: <laughs> no, it wouldn't. Yeah, it would be right back in Holt Arena. So That'd be in Holt
1: Arena. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the the scenario. Of course, we run into this with some of the other school sizes too. This could be a, a all Boise Valley final, or it could be in uh, an all East Idaho final.
0: Yeah, it'll or be it a lot of split. fun. Be a lot of fun to watch that uh, get get sorted out. In the four A bracket, Lance, uh, two of the final four teams hail from District Six. Three of the final four are from East Idaho. Let's start with Blackfoot on the top part of this bracket. They played Nampa last Friday and won 28-14. Now, that score is deceptive. Nampa scored twice very late in the game. Blackfoot yeah. really had control of this game from start to finish. But now they have to really travel for the first time this year, going all the way up north to Sandpoint on Friday night.
1: Yeah, yeah, that is. And that's, uh, that's quite a ways up there, you know, uh, to, to, to have to go up. The weather was not super good there last week. Uh, up in that area. I haven't checked the weather today to see see exactly what it's going to be, but you get up into that climate. It's a little, little more humid as well. Uh, however, I think Blackfoot's kind of peaking at the right time. I pick Blackfoot to win this game. I think Blackfoot steps up and wins this and uh, finds themselves in the state championship game.
0: Okay, I'm going with Sandpoint, only because Sandpoint is the team that I've said uh, is my favorite in 4A since the start of the season, all the way back in the preseason. I've, I've kind of cast my lot with Sandpoint. Blackfoot, talent-wise, matches up with anybody. The question with me always is the execution. So, Well, that's what it's
1: going to come down to. That's been their inconsistency this year. I mean, they've got a set of receivers that, that are next-level type of receivers. Uh, you know, King, of course, being one of those, but uh, – But but it's just been an execution problem. If they can go out and they can execute, they can do great things. I, I have felt and of course, I've talked about it in the past that that more than any other team this year, that they have failed on a consistent basis to live up to their talent level. But when they do, they're tough.
0: Absolutely. Uh, I think Deegan Hale is going to be a key guy to watch because Sandpoint has good athletes in the secondary, that they can kind of neutralize Javante King if they want. And so then it's up to Deegan Hale to step up on the other side uh, right. for, for Blackburn on the perimeter. All right. I just checked the weather forecast in Sandpoint. Uh, we're recording this on Friday morning, which means the game is tonight if you're listening to this. 70 to 80% chance of rain throughout the day in Sandpoint today. An hour before kickoff, six o'clock, we've got a eighty percent chance of rain, and then a light rain at seven and eight, but still going to be raining. So it's going to be wet and wild up in Sandpoint tonight. I don't. It, I don't.
1: Is it telling you the wind and the temperature?
0: Yeah. So winds winds are going to be calm. You know, uh, three three to four miles yeah, an that's hour. Irrelevant. Yeah. And uh, temperature is going to be in the forties, okay. low forties.
1: So the temperature is not going to, you know, make a difference. Blackfoot obviously is used to that, you know, to, to lower temperatures. The rain brings in humidity. That's a little different. And, you know, when it's drizzling and stuff that, that can raise a little bit of havoc with throwing the ball.
0: Yeah. So we'll see. It was, it was raining pretty good in Sandpoint, I think two weeks ago. So they're kind of used to it. It might come down in the running game. Austin Ramirez for Blackfoot, Garrett Cox for Sandpoint is a great running back as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I had a chance to watch Ramirez earlier this year when I had Blackfoot uh, at Skyline. Uh, very good running back, very tough, and oftentimes in, in you know, rainy weather games, snowy wet re- weather games, it comes down to that running game. Uh, yeah. Who can impose their will.
0: So we'll see. Sandpoint is the number one overall seed. Blackfoot is the five seed. The other semifinal, I think this is a game f- fans in East Idaho have wanted for a while. It's going to be Skyline and Pocatello, In Holt Arena, Saturday night, Skyline, the defending 4A state champs. Pocatello thinks they've got the squad to win the 4A title this year. They're going to have to earn it going through Skyline, the defending champs.
1: Yeah, I picked Skyline to win this game. Uh, just because I think, again, they're a team that's that's finally hitting their stride, you know, hitting hitting because they've, they've had some underperformances this year as well uh, that have not been really worthy of their talent level that they are. I think they're hitting their stride. They want to get back to that game. They're your reigning state champions. I picked Skyline to, to win this game with the caveat that it would not surprise me if Pocatello stepped up and won it. Pocatello is good enough uh, as as are any of these teams that are left in it are good enough to win a state championship. Yeah, but I just think that skyline goes into that that experience becomes the edge.
0: Okay. I have seen Pocatello in each of their first two playoff games. I have seen skyline in each of their first two playoff games. I'm going Pocatello and, and the skyline fans again, they're going to hate me for this. I know. But when I look at it, Pocatello has been more consistent skyline, two games in a row, Lakeland and Valley view last Saturday, they've started really slow, uh, Last week they drove the ball down the field and had you know four chances to score inside the ten and couldn't couldn't do it and and had a turnover on downs right away in Lakeland, the Lakeland game, uh, Lachlan Hackey threw two first half interceptions, so they just they they seem to start slow for whatever reason, and then the third and fourth quarter is when they kind of swing it around. I mean, a couple of Key Valley View turnovers in the third quarter was the difference in that win That's over true. the Falcons last true. week. So,
1: and that's a Valley View team that I I think uh, people overlooked a little bit. Uh, uh, Valley View I think was better uh, coming in than a lot of people thought. They were better than I thought they were uh, as well.
0: I was I was very impressed. They just kind of were running on fumes. They were really down to like twelve or thirteen true varsity players by the time yeah. that game concluded. So, uh, twenty four to fourteen win for Skyline last week over Valley View, and I just if they start slow again. Pocatello is the kind of team that will run them out of the building, I think. Yeah. They they cannot start slow in this game. They yeah. have to be able to match Pocatello score for score because Pocatello has such a high octane offense. And I'm just not sure Skyline is consistent enough to do that. Now, again, I'll gladly own it if we come back here next week. It's Skyline is still playing it. I'll take, I'll take my lashings. But okay. um but hey, so
1: we've, we've picked both the four A games.
0: Yep. We
1: we got to jump back to five A just really quick. Who are you picking? In the Eagle Highland game,
0: okay. So I, I actually have Highland winning. I have game. Highland
1: in that too. I think we have a Highland Rigby, uh, state championship matchup, and and you have uh,
0: Highland Meridian, correct?
1: Yes. Okay.
0: Yep. We'll keep track of these, and we'll see how right we were. As we, uh, we will. Here. Okay. Uh,
1: P dubs. Is it worth <laughs> P for you and I?
0: Let's do it. Okay. okay. I like that. Good. Okay. Loser by. We'll, we'll
1: go five a four a three a two a. Because the the one up is one is always a toss up. Of course, yeah. well, well, I mean, we'll be picking those obviously as well. But, but uh, let's do our well. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll just do whoever wins the most. Yep. Five a through one a d two.
0: Okay, let's. Yep, I like it. Loser buys dinner. Okay. All right, here we go. Three. A's. Hey, you're not
1: cheaping me either. It's not like the mill of the day.
0: It's, <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm not like our boss Paul Kingsbury. He's got so many Buffalo Wild Wings points saved up that you know he could buy dinner for both of us and it would be free. So
1: well, maybe he'll just do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll just invite him down. As long as he's in the building, he's gonna pay
0: you right. Exactly. So, all right. 3A bracket, Sugar Salem, Lance, this was the game you and I uh, were on the call for last Thursday held off a of Marsh Valley team, 22 to 16. They they kind of started very slow as well and didn't really get it turned around until the second half. They can't start slow against Homedale this week in the semifinals. They're going to have you know, to play
1: better out of the shoot. That's right. In fact, that's one of the things we mentioned both you and I last week that if they come out and play against Homedale, like they did against Marsh Valley, uh, Homedale will be playing in the state championship game for the fourth year in a row. Now, unfortunately for Homedale, all three of those previous ones were losses to Sugar Salem. So Sugar has a little bit of a mental edge going into that game. Uh, Homedale, I have felt, was the best 3A team all year long. Uh, Again, I felt if they played their best, that it was better than anybody else's best. Um, On that, one of the things that makes this game intriguing is is Sugar is the most different team at this point of the season than they were at the first of the season as well. Uh, And so... Uh, you, know, you, you know, last year, Holmdell was the heavy favorite in that state championship game going into that, too. People thought they were going to run rough shot over Sugar, and they did for a half until second half came. And then Sugar came back and, and ended up winning that game. I think this this is a – in fact, the 3A division, I think, right now here in these semis, gives us possibly the two best games this weekend. Possibly.
0: I agree. These are the most difficult games to predict. Uh, Officially, I'm going Homedale and Gooding. Um, I think Gooding, the way they run the football, is going to be tough for Weezer to stop. And Homedale is just, you know, they've got a dynamic running back in Hayden Kinchelow. And Jackson Dines also has proven to be a very good running quarterback. And for Sugar Salem, I'm just not sure that their running game matches up with Homedale's.
1: Well, and I think part of the part of the key for Sugar is is Daniel Neal, the quarterback, has to be on, uh, because he's got a great core of receivers. We know they're a great core of receivers, but you've got to be able to consistently hit them for them to be effective. And uh, and and so so I th- I think really um, uh, that that Sugar's passing game, if they step up and have a good passing game as well, that that could be the difference in this game. I'm picking Sugar Salem in this game. Uh, and uh, but, but again, Homedale is a great team. I, I think Sugar might have to have a few more stars aligned to win this than Homedale does. Uh, Sugar, with their coaching staff, which I think is the best in high school football in Idaho, um, tends to just find a way <laughs> to win ball games. You know, they're just one of those programs. Um, I mean, I mean, Dan Benyon is just an unbelievable defensive coordinator. I mean, his game planning uh, defense is is fantastic. Uh, you know, Brady Gardner uh, coaching the quarterbacks, and of course, Tyler Richins the head coach, also you know, a really good friend of mine. So, I am picking Sugar to win this, but I am picking Gooding uh, along with you in the in the bottom bracket.
0: Okay, in uh, Sugar they had a lot of drop passes last week. A so. lot,
1: of, yeah, yeah. In fact, as you as you and I watched that game. It was a sloppy game, you know. I mean, that's one of those things that if that game was equal to a term paper, it, it was probably a C minus to a D plus. <laughs> you know, it was just one of those games. Uh, it, it wasn't. Uh, I mean, I mean, it was exciting in the sense of of you know the score, you know, change. You had you know each team led significantly, uh, led at one point, but the play itself, the style of play, was not uh anything that brought most people out of their seats right
0: yep so okay you've got uh sugar and gooding and i've got uh homedale and gooding so we'll see we're, we're we we'll have the opportunity for some separation Lance, with our picks for sure yeah yeah we will we <laughs> 2a will. bracket An All-East Idaho Final Four. You've got Westside against Bear Lake, both from District 5 in the first semifinal Friday night. And then this is the game everybody wanted to see, the rematch. North Fremont hosting Firth Saturday at 1 p.m. at North Fremont High. Let's talk about North Fremont first. You know, they kind of like the first time they played Melba, Melba was able to kind of match them offensively. Uh, North Fremont wins 44-38. You were at this game, Lance. What did you see?
1: Uh, you know, North Fremont, it was one of those games, even though it was high scoring, uh, you felt that North Fremont was in control the whole time uh, because you, you just felt like all their scores were methodic. Uh, where, you know, there's a couple scores with, uh, you know, Melba's that you just kind of felt, oh, that was a little accidental. <laughs> though I mean, that's that's really not a good term to use. Melba was a very good team, by the way. Melba put up a lot of points on the board and put up a lot of yardage. Uh, the difference was is the ability to convert. Uh, they just were not able to convert uh, like like North Fremont was. But I had the North Fremont first game earlier this year uh, in their final regular season game. I had that. And, uh, and you know, we had th- three minutes, 48 seconds on the clock and, uh, North was down by three scores or had to have three scores in order to take the lead. And with that three forty eight, they scored the first of those and then came back and scored the other ones. It was absolutely crazy. And just seeing the smoothness of Firth, uh, uh, and, and what they did throughout the season and then, you know, matching that with with uh, North Fremont. Um, I, I think North just has a little bit more power overall. I take North to win this game.
0: Okay. I'm, I'm going first. And uh, that's uh, just because you're wearing the blue today. <laughs> well, this is a U- UCLA. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. I see that. I see that. I see you got the UCLA, but nonetheless, it's blue, you know? True. So, <laughs> uh,
0: so, so North Fremont, can I just say real quick, AJ Hill might be one of the most underrated players? He has gotten literally no acclaim, and we've we've had a part in that. Um, but he is such a dynamic running back. He he's a great receiver, he runs the ball hard. He's he's a great defender.
1: I mean, I mean, we were calling his name every other defensive play last week. You know, he was he's fantastic, he's a tremendous athlete. You know, he's one of those kids that that watching them, and sometimes these smaller schools, uh, you know, sometimes fall through the cracks Some of these athletes when it comes to college recruiting and things like that. But he's one of those kids that I look at and say, this kid could play at the next level. Now, what level of the next level? I don't know. Is it a place like a, uh, a Montana Western? Is it an NAIA, pl- or, you know, which is NAIA? Is it a, a FCS school, you know, like an Idaho State or a Weber State or something like that? I don't know for sure. But I do know this kid is the kind of athlete that could be recruited as an athlete and could play a number of different positions at the next level.
0: And then on the basketball court, you know, he's he's basically a power forward, and he's having to go against guys that are a lot taller than him. Yeah. Night yeah. Well, and he's don't.
1: got the body. He can body people up. You know, it's it's not as easy for him uh, offensively with his height as it is defensively, being able to put a body on people. However, uh, he uses the pump fix so well yeah. <laughs> in, in basketball that he gets people in the air and spends a lot of his night at the free throw line.
0: Yep, yeah, for sure. So, okay, now let's talk about Firth. I w- I was on the call for the uh that's the 4A bracket. Here we go. I was on the call for the Firth Declo game Friday night. Firth 120 to 16. I'll be honest, Lance, Firth was outplayed for 95% of that game, it, it, except for the final 3 minutes when Firth put together the 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 2-minute the 2-minute drive basically.
1: Yeah, yeah. And in in fact, uh As that game was going on and I was keeping up on that game, I thought Declan was going to win it. Now, I picked Firth to win the game, but I thought while the game was going, I thought Declan was going to pull that out. Um, Then Firth steps up and wins it at the end, you know, and and again, where's the edge come between those two teams? Well, you know, Firth was in the championship game last year. Uh, Maybe there was a little bit of a mental edge that kind of drove them uh, to win that.
0: They, just, they turned the ball over. They fumbled it a couple of times in the second half. Um, Gage Vasquez uh, was, was uncomfortable all night. The deck low pass rush did a nice job against him. And basically, the game came down to it was third, in, third down and 10 at the deck low 11. So they could get to the one and pick up a first down. Vasquez drops back to pass, gets sacked back at the 20-yard line. Well, the clock is running. Firth doesn't have any timeouts left. There's like 35-ish seconds left in the game. And so it's fourth down, can't spike it, no timeouts, everybody just line up. It was just like a, a scramble drill in basketball where somebody scores and there's two seconds left and they're trying to go up the floor. And it was just a blown coverage by Declo. I don't know what happened, but Burton Park was wide open. I mean, not a guy within yeah 10 yards of him. And Vasquez lofted it up to Park and he made the catch for, for what was the yeah. game winning touchdown. Firth, I think this was the wake-up call for them, and this is why I like them to beat North Fremont because they kind of started slow against Aberdeen and didn't really put that game away until the third quarter. Yeah. Obviously yeah. needed to pull one out of the fire against Declo. I think they've gotten the wake-up call that, hey, we can't just show up and, and expect to win. Yeah, we, we well, have to I show. think.
1: The, I, the key for Firth to win is Vasquez has to have a good game. He cannot have just an average or below average game. He has to have a good way, game for Firth to step up and win this. And 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 I, the reason why I'm picking North is because I think uh, North has the defense to disrupt his game. And But we'll see, you know. Yes.
0: It'll be fascinating because Firth in the regular season game got up big on North Fremont and, and blew the lead. And North yeah. Fremont came back and won by one, 22-21. so That's going to be a fun matchup on Saturday in Ashton, no doubt about it. So It is. In the uh, other half
1: of the back bracket, just for picks purposes, I'm picking Westside in a shellacking over Bear Lake.
0: Yep, I've got that too. So I've got Westside and Firth in a rematch from last year's championship. You've got Westside and North Fremont, which is the matchup everybody wanted to see last year and didn't get to. So either way, it's going to be a fantastic battle, I think.
1: Yeah, I think so too.
0: All right, 1A's, uh, 1A, D1. Uh, Butte County, the lone team left from District Six. They beat Notice last week, forty-two to twelve. This is where we find out. We've talked about how good Butte County is all year, and now the the ultimate test: the defending champs from Oakley in the semifinals Saturday in Holt Arena at four p.m.
1: Yeah, and I, I I think Oakley wins this game. Oakley has really impressed me in the playoffs. Uh, I think Oakley Oakley steps Oakley steps up and wins this game. Uh, obviously, Butte could, uh, but uh, the eye test. I think Oakley is the better team.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're just such a dynamic offense. They have so many playmakers, as does Butte County. I think the one common theme among all these four teams that are left, Raft River, Lapoy, Oakley, and Butte County, is that they have, you know, four, five, six guys that are capable of taking over a game and dominating. So if plan A isn't working, or if player A gets injured, you feel okay with plans B, C, yeah. and D, right?
1: Which which you don't always have a lot of in eight man football you know, sometimes the loss of one player changes the entire atmosphere of everything. And, uh, uh, but these, now one thing I need to bring out is I picked all four of these teams to be in this game last week. And you were really surprised with my Lapway pick. Remember that? Yes,
0: (laughs) I was.
1: (laughs) And other than that, we picked all the same teams. Uh, Mm -hmm. Uh, it was the Lapway Prairie game that, that I just felt Lapway was playing some good ball and, um,
0: Yeah, for Prairie, it was tough. Uh, Brody Hasselstrom, their their great running back, the son of head coach Ryan Hasselstrom, he had an emergency appendectomy. He had to get his appendix removed, and so he wasn't available. Now, one player does not make a a 30-point difference, right? No,
1: no. I mean, Lapway laid it to him. Yeah. (laughs) Lapway was very good.
0: And, And I love what Raft River did. They played in Holt Arena last week. And one. So they turn around and go, OK, you guys want to be in Holt Arena again on Saturday against Lapway? No, thanks. We'll go outside and take our chances. We want- well,
1: well, that's right. Yeah. yeah you, you know, any any time you play a team as well, that maybe is in a little bit better weather area or things like that from another part of the state, you're going to make them come take a hit uh, where you are. And, and, you know, you know, and that's simply why a lot of teams wait, to see who their opponents are going to be at times before they choose exactly where they're going to play that game. Uh, you know, if it's a team where weather doesn't matter, you, I mean, you take, you know, for example, Sugar Marsh Valley last week, well, weather was irrelevant for that game. It doesn't matter if it would have been blowing a thousand miles an hour, snowing, raining, whatever, both of them are used to playing in everything, you know, so you go in the dome and you just take that out of it. No advantage one way or the other, but, uh, but, you know, you take a, uh, you know, maybe a team out of the Boise Valley <laughs> that's playing a team uh, on the east side of the state. Yeah, you're going to make them come out here if you have the ability. You're going to make them take a hit at 25 degree weather. And uh, that, cause that that that's an entirely different hit than it is at 60 degrees.
0: Yeah, so Lapway inside the dome, no thanks. We'll we'll make them go outside and try that's their best. So, uh, Butte County. One last note: they've had a great season. Uh, Wanstrom last week, their quarterback, only completed four passes, three of them went for touchdowns. I feel like that's the kind of efficiency that they're going to need to hang with Oakley. Because to to hang with Oakley, they're going to have to match them score for score. Butte County has that has the potential to do that, that. But I think that's how they win the game if they do.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. And and kudos to, to to Butte County. I mean, just two years ago, they had to combine with another school. They had to combine with Mackie uh, in order to come up with. I think it was called um, Lost Rivers. Lost River. Yeah, I, was, I just about said Big River, but yeah, Lost River. And uh, and you know, now filled in their own group, wearing their own jerseys, their own name on on there. You know, kudos to them to make it here. I, I think Oakley's just going to be a little bit too tough. Uh, but but again, it's another one of those games that would not surprise me if Butte stepped up and won
0: it. Yep, and for Coach Thorngren and all the fans in Arco watching this and cussing us out, hey, again, I'll gladly own it. I'll come back yeah, next week. And own same, it. same, uh, no doubt. Okay, one AD two. Nobody from uh East Idaho, so let's just get the picks in. Kendrick hosting Castle Ford in the Kibby Dome on Saturday. Carry taking on Dietrich and Holt Arena on Saturday as well. Who do you like?
1: I'm gonna take Castleford and Carrie. That's gonna be my two picks, Castleford and Carrie.
0: Okay. We do need to
1: do the upper half of the bracket in uh 181 too.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Raft River. Me too. I've got Raft River. Uh yeah. they've been my title pick since the preseason. So yeah. gotta stick with them just like Sandpoint. Yeah. Okay. Uh so Carrie and Castleford, and I have got Carrie winning against Dietrich, and I've got Kendrick winning the Ford. travel factor. So Okay. I've got the official picks. I, I, uh, I wrote them down. If you can read my chicken scratch there, (laughs) I will bring this back out next week and we'll see how we did Lance. Perfect. All right. Well, it's exciting that we're to the semifinals and there are so many teams from East Idaho still alive and fighting, you know, it, Everybody it, over it, in the it, Boise Valley thinks the discussion stops and starts there. And East Idaho always gets disrespected. Well, yeah. you know, the, the leagues are weak over there. You know, our fifth place team is better than your second place team. And for East Idaho to still have this many teams competing, I think shows that there is a lot of good football over here. That doesn't oh, always, get noticed.
1: There, there is great football over here, you know, and, and uh, the, you know, you know, usually when you hear that argument you were just talking about, usually you hear that at the, 5, 5A level, of course. Right. Uh, some at the 4A level. Once you get down to 3A, 2A, 1A, those are kind of communities that are spread out all over the state anyway. So, not as much association with the, you know, with the Boise Valley as obviously 5A and 4A have. Uh, but uh, in East Idaho, East Idaho is very, very good. Uh, very good. And they're the best at stepping up to advertise for our games. No doubt. Come yeah. on, Boise, we love you, but you got to step up, man. <laughs>
0: There it is. It's weird. You know, Boise state just kind of dwarfs everything else that's going on.
1: Well, anytime you get in a bigger community, uh, there's a lot more things vying for people's entertainment dollars, you know, and uh, as well as the businesses and things like that. And so, so you know, traditionally it's not just Idaho, it's every state traditionally your smaller communities, tend to step up and you find advertisers a lot easier and things like that, Uh, you know, in those, in those smaller communities, just because that is the only game in town, you know, for a lot of them, that is the entertainment dollar in that town of where it is spent, where the bigger cities it, it's different. It's, it's a little bit different that way, but um, we're, we're proud of these East Idaho communities.
0: Yeah, certainly. And every single semi-final game in some form or fashion will be covered on idahosports.com this weekend, we will have live announcers at the games broadcasting for almost every single game. I think, except for one or two, we're going to have a photographer there, one of the idahosports.com yeah, yeah. photographers taking pictures. And so we've got you covered. If you want to see the breakdown, uh, we've got a nice, uh, Article on the homepage at idahosports.com that has all the info there. But you can also click on the game streams tab on the homepage of idahosports.com to see the broadcast schedule. As we are going to bring to you every single semifinal game, it's going to be a lot of fun this weekend, Lance.
1: Well, and of course, keep up on the Friday night flash too. You know, if if, if you're watching a uh, individual game or listening to an individual game, you can always click on that flash as well and find out what's going on at the other ball game.
0: Yes. Or, I mean, now at this point you can toggle over to the next game and, and That's it, right. it's almost like channel surfing a little bit. Right.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: yeah. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Lance will come back next week. And, uh, I, I have a feeling we're going to be talking about at least a couple of East Idaho teams that will be competing for state championships. Well,
1: and, and, and we'll be discussing, you know, if, if, if you will be able to come back and, and save, you being able to buy, are you buying me a dinner or me buying you a dinner? You know, uh, cause, cause will we'll add next week's to the tab, you know, of that next mm-hmm. week will be for appetizers, appetizers. <laughs> that sounds good.
0: Oh, that sounds you, great. You, you
1: be keeping me on those appetizers either, man. I, <laughs> I dig those appetizers.
0: <laughs> Your appetizer is water.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Would you like a large glass or a small glass?
0: <laughs> <laughs> <And> no ice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that works for me.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, th- thanks for tuning into the East Idaho Prepcast, everybody. Enjoy the games this weekend. We'll see you back here next week to break it all down once again on the East Idaho Prepcast, brought to you by Pure Adrenaline Motorsports, your source for pulse pounding, adrenaline, sports apparel, and accessories that ensure you have what you need to unleash your inner beast. For Lance Taylor, I'm Brandon Bainey. See you next time on idahosports.com.